Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection, the connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card, but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I wanna hear your stories. I wanna share your stories. So good day, it's Delene Allen, and you're listening to the podcast Network Equals Network with some um, networking tips for you today. But I have a very special guest. Lucia Toker is an international trade professional based in Halifax, Nova Scotia. After graduating from Dalhousie University in 2016 with a double degree in international development and economics, she started working for a local company in export development and trade missions for industries related with renewable energy, energy efficiency, and ocean technologies, among others. Culturally fluent in Latin and North American business and professional practices, Lucia has imported Latin products to Nova Scotia with her own company between 2018 and 2020. In 2020, she opened Smyrna Restaurant with her hubby in downtown Halifax. The food is fantastic. And she's the restaurant manager. In 2021, Lucia founded Verdana Trading Company, a business-to-business service-based corporation that also has a business-to-consumer product-based outlet via multi-brand online platform. Verdana's purpose is showcasing international jewelry designers and helping them enter the Canadian market as well as Canadian designers looking to reach international markets. The focus is towards ethical sourcing of materials, offering a range of services to local boutiques and retail stores looking to streamline their sourcing strategy while keeping their inventory at a premium level. She's not only married, she has a beautiful little boy who just turned two, and she's taking courses towards the Certified International Trade professional, diploma from the Forum of International Trade Training. That's a mouthful. Welcome, Lucia. I can't remember the first time I met you, but that smile says it all. And I know there were two very important people in your life that have helped you become this remarkable businesswoman. Tell me about your mom. Yes. Hi, Dali. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, well, I, you know, I always think so different from each other and um, you know on the one hand my mom is um, she she decided to leave her career when she had us and uh, although she was very successful at it she wanted to be the stay-at-home mom you know for us I have two siblings um, so she you know she left at her work and she stayed at home with us and 
really she was there for me all the time. I had a full-time mother that was just wonderful. Um, the type of mom that was also the mom of my friends, you know, anyone could come to my house and just, she would be there for us, right? Uh, running around whenever we need her. <laughs> and now I really appreciate it now that I am a mom. I'm like, how did she do it? <laughs> um, and on the other hand, my dad, who is, you know, a career person, also loving father, you know, he's always been there for us. But he did the opposite. Like he, you know, while my mom left her career for her family, my dad took the, you know, hard decision to leave his family physically for his career, but just so that he could give us everything at life, you know, just so that he could do better for us and um, provide everything that we ever needed or wanted. So that, you know, those different people, like different experiences, my mom giving everything for the family, my dad sacrificing a family for a career, but for the, you know, just same goal to make his family better, right? Um, but also the difference in, I always think about this because I, you know, we all want to be our best version, right, of ourselves. And I always think about how my mom taught me to be very careful, right? To be uh, cautious, to not take that many risks, you know? She's the kind of person that will tell you, no, you'll see how you're okay like this, you know? Um, you know, why, why sacrifice? Why, like, take that risk? And my dad is the opposite, right? Like, he understands the because he had to do it himself too, you know, he, he, he would be like, don't be afraid, just go for it, you know, um, so I always try to be in between those, um, those two values, and, and they, they both really taught me uh, how to manage different parts of my life. Excellent, and then I'm in awe of anybody, how old were you when you came to Canada to university? I was 19, just 19. 19, yeah. And, and I think a wonderful story of connections. Tell them about, um, I love that thing of the safest places in the world. Yeah, exactly. So how I found Canada was I wanted to go um, somewhere safe. So I, want, I Googled the safest places in the world. And the first one was Iceland, and I figured it's probably too cold and too, you know, different than what I am used to. Um, the second one was New Zealand, and the third one was Canada. So I started my research, and I'm that kind of person, you know, I do spreadsheets for everything. I, um, you know, I, co I compare and contrast, you know. Um, so I did my research in both countries, and I... You know, I also went to the consulates in Buenos Aires for both countries. Um, and when I was, you know, in the middle of my research, I was talking to my dad about it. And he mentioned, because when I was looking into Canada, I was thinking of University of Toronto, of McGill, and these kind of big universities. And my dad said, oh, you know, I have a friend and colleague that works in a university somewhere in Canada. So why don't we call her, right? And so she, uh, so we called her, we did a video call at the time and she sat down with me. Her name is Mary Brooks and she was at a chair at Dalhousie um, at the time. And I believe she still is a chair at Dalhousie. And, you know, she talked, she told me everything about Dalhousie and about Halifax and how much I would love it. Um, so I decided to give it a try and I applied for 
to Dalhousie right away and I got accepted and, you know, it was a big deal for me, you know, uh, so um, always very, very grateful for Mary and, and her suggestions and her patience with me. Um, so, yeah, it was, you know, kind of, you know, my dad thinking, oh, wait, I know someone, you know, and it changed my life. <laughs> well, and, and again, a, a connection and who knows how they met, but the connection was obviously strong enough that that person was was able to provide that benefit or peace of mind to you, because certainly, I mean, that's a long way from home to get on a plane. And so other than Mary, when you got off the plane here in Halifax, how did that feel? Uh, it was nighttime. It was nighttime and it was um, late August. So the weather was nice, but I just remember it being different, you know, um, I've traveled a lot, so I'm used to different and I'm not, you know, uh, afraid of it. But I just remember, for example, the highway being very dark, right? So I didn't know what was around me, you know, generally when you get to a place, you look around, and, but the, you know, the ride from the airport to uh, downtown Halifax was long and I, for the most part, I didn't see anything. <laughs> So I remember that being funny. And then, you know, we arrived downtown and I just loved it. I, we, my mom and I, my mom came with me and we were looking out the window. We were staying um, in a hotel right downtown. Um, and so we could see the public gardens. And, and I was like, you know, we couldn't really see much, but we could tell that there was a park or something, you know. <laughs> and we went outside, we walked on Spring Garden and I remember it being quite empty. Um, it was before the students were arriving because international students come first because they have an extra orientation. Um, but I don't remember seeing people sitting outside on a bar on Spring Garden, um, just a small bar. But, you know, they were being loud and I was like, OK, there is life here. <laughs> <You> know, <there's, laughs> but that scene changed a lot. You know, nowadays it's a whole different picture, right? A lot more people everywhere and, and at all times. But. Um, but yeah, it was that, you know, different, a little bit like of that cultural shock that is always welcome. I do love a cultural shock. So. <laughs> wow. And so that's nice to know that when international students come, they do give you a little bit more resources. So how many different countries were likely represented in that group of international students? Oof, so many, so many, maybe like 20, you know, I remember like I, I made friends, you know, that first day at orientation and I know I had friends that I then lived with for a couple of years from four different countries so I lived in a house with four different countries it was five of us um, you know and that was just the tip of the iceberg because all of our friends were from somewhere different you know wow so not only let's say networking but now you've got a global network which doesn't hurt in your import export business mm -hmm. wow and so even though we have winter here what kind of made you decide to stay in halifax um, well i'm not gonna lie the winter was hard my first winter here was kind of like this winter that we're having now with lots of storms um, i found it fun because it was different, right? And, and in my mind at that point, it was temporary. So I thought, oh, cool, you know, like there is no, let's go take pictures. Um, so I should mention, I originally just came here for one year. I was kind of like a trans, like an exchange student. Um, so, but 
you know, by the time that winter came to, it was in between the two semesters, I had already decided to stay and to apply to, to stay at Dalhousie for, you know, for the rest of my, um, my degree. And I think that what made me try to stay was that I could really like, you know, I, I had so many friends from so many different places and everyone was just willing to learn about each other, you know, and where I come from, everyone is the same color, the same accent, the same background, you know, the same experiences, right? Um, you know, for the most part, at least, you know, 90% of the people I know in Argentina look the same and talk the same. So for me being here, was also, although I had traveled a lot, it's always different because when you're traveling, you're just visiting. And here it was my people, you know, like, and I, we were doing everything together and we're learning from each other. And it was really, although I always like to think that I'm an open-minded person, you can't really say that if you're not like really getting involved with the other person and really understanding that, you know, they may think the same way that you do. You know, although they, you know, they look different, they come from different places, but they have the same feelings, you know, they have, you know, different experiences that, that have that same uh, texture to it, you know. So that was really, that was really the reason why I decided to stay. It was not the weather, it was not the city itself. It was the people that I met here and how it was changing the way I could see the world. Oh. And, you know, travel in itself is an education. But just like you say, you get a feel for a place. But when you're actually living day to day, that, that's when you really. And so what I love is the fact that when we can make connections with people in different places, there's always not only something to learn, but to me, it, it just enhances the day-to-day -day life of, oh, well, this is what we like to eat or, um, you know, or this is what we like to do. And same thing, it, without traveling, you still get to sort of experience that when somebody new comes to town. And so one of the things, again, that I love, because here you are, you come and you see opportunities that sometimes local maritimers don't see. And to me, that's one of the most important things of having people come here from other countries is I believe, certainly for me, is they make me appreciate where I live a whole lot more. And that not only is it a great place to live, great place to, to have friends, but also a phenomenal place to start a business. And, and again, we're gonna break for a minute, but look at what you've done. After 20 years, Ashley stepped out on her own to combine her passion for real estate with her success in the construction industry, bringing life to your next home. She began her career in administration and worked her way through various roles within the public and private sectors. Her expertise in process and contract administration is complemented by her expertise in the field as a carpenter and plumber apprentice, health and safety officer, and project manager. Over the years, Ashley has bought and sold multiple properties together with her husband, John, and they now reside on Nova Scotia's stunning South Shore with their two children, Kelly and Jack, making her dreams come true and enticed her to do the same for others. Hence, your next home was born. So welcome back, Lucia. So we graduated and you were thinking of going home and then a few things happened. You met a really cute guy, got a beautiful son, but I'm sure there's more to the story than that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and it's 
it, it's funny that you mention it because I remember, you know, just graduated and I was, again, another connection through the, my first connection here in Halifax, Mary, she introduced, I, I went to her and I told her, I want to start a business, right? I want to, and I wasn't graduated yet. Um, I was in that period where I was waiting for my diploma. And I said, I want to start a business because I know that people here would love these shoes and these purses that I, that I love that are from back home. And she said, okay, why don't you talk to my friend, um, Arturo? And, and so I met with Arturo and Arturo has his, um, it's a Latin consulting company. So he helps um, Canadian companies export to Latin America. And we met for a coffee in Dartmouth. And, you know, he opened my eyes really because I was naive, I was young and I was really eager, but I hadn't done my due diligence at, at that point. So he really opened my eyes. It was very helpful to talk to him as another Latin person. Um, that had immigrated and that had started his own business, right? And that also also happened to be an expert in what I was trying to do. So that was a connection that really also changed my life because I'm still working with Arturo from that first connection. You know, I um, he connected with me later on and he was looking for someone uh, to help out. And, and so I, I joined him and his business partner, Paula, who I also have been working with. So both of them, uh, they opened their doors to me from the very beginning. Again, I didn't even have my diploma in hand. And I, they were already giving me uh, work that really builds up my experience, you know, and gave me confidence to say, okay, I maybe I can do my own business. It's not gonna be as easy as I thought it would be, but I, I can do it. And that those connections really made me think, okay, you know, I come from a place that really is connection-based because Latin America is a connection place in the, in, you know, in the sense that if you know the right people, you can get to the right places, right? Um, but I realized that in Canada, I was no one because really my family is not from here, but I was still able to make those little connections that could take me places. So I started going to different organizations, um, some that are specific for immigrants, some that are specific for business, um, and just joining their networking events and going to their talks about everything and anything, marketing, accounting, any information I could get. I used to just go sit down and listen to people. Um, and so I, you know, I started learning about how important it was to just, you know, talk to people that have done it before, right? And while I was still working with Paul and Artura, I, I slowly started to build my, my business based on uh, on those, you know, connections. And uh, around that time is when I met you, Dalina, that uh, trade show here in Halifax. And also, you know, meeting you was a great, great experience for me too, because, you know, again, just at least just having a conversation with someone, you know, and then that person thinking, oh, wait, I know someone that you should connect with. And that has really opened doors for me. It's really been the base of what I do and, and, and how I've done it, you know? But here's the thing, you, you still had to have the courage to, to, let's say, not only take the time to meet people. You know, it's one thing when somebody makes a connection, but the most important part then is to follow it up and start building the relationship. And that is one of the things, Lucia, that I see in you is you're willing to invest the time 
to really get to know somebody and see how alliances can be created where many people are just, all they wanna do is sell and you wanna go, that's not what this is really all about. That if we find it something we have in common, a human connection, then business is gonna happen one way or another, right? But you get to build that life. And that's likely a game, like you said, a combination of your mom, stay safe, your dad, take a risk. So you, you have, and I see that you know, as we talk now that I have more of the story, but just the fact that, that you really are that beautiful mesh of the two. And I think, oh my God, you've only been here since 2016. And look at what you've accomplished in really a very short period of time, as well as getting married, starting how many businesses and having a baby in the middle of it. It's like, holy mackerel. So tell us about this new venture, because I love your jewelry. And, thank and, you. and the story behind it's even more incredible. Yes, thank you. So um, me and my business partner, Diana Ocampo, we recently launched um, Verdana. So Verdana at this moment is an online platform, multi-brand online platform where we sell uh, high quality premium jewelry. And the reason why we do it is because we want to become that destination where you know that you're always going to find something unique, you know. But our main focus on the background is that we want this to be um, resource-conscious products, right? So we strive for sustainability, but that's a very broad word. Right? So we try to avoid using it. Um, we really focus on details, right? So where we get our gold, where we get our, our silver, where we get our gemstones, what kind of gemstones and from where, you know, like we ask all of these questions to each of our suppliers. We work with certified suppliers, um, but most importantly, with small, small scale designers, you know, so we are not jewelry designers, Diana and I, we're not designers, but we work with designers that have talent and that, you know, have um, trajectory and that we really want to highlight that, right? Uh, but both Diana and I, we come from um, different backgrounds, right? So I've been working uh, with, you know, international trade consulting and a lot of it has been with renewable energy, social technologies, energy efficiency, um, and things of that sort. And Diana comes from the uh, um, uh, biotechnology uh, industry. So also another sustainability related um, industry. So for us, it was very, very important to come with that experience, that professional experience. And because we're both really professional people, you know, we don't like, to, we, we, we are methodical and we are, um, you know, experience-based. So we wanted to bring that and put it into something that we loved and something that we're obsessed about, you know, <laughs> jewelry, fashion, wellness, you know. Um, so it, again, that mix, right, of two worlds because we're both, uh, you know, corporate professional people, but at the same time, we are mothers, we are women, you know, we're feminine. So we really wanted to merge that and do something that can translate to other people in that same way, right? Like you can do something that looks amazing and that is makes you feel pretty and makes you feel good. And at the same time, it's not fast fashion. You know, yeah. it's not, you're not wasting your money. You're investing in something that's going to last for a lifetime that you're going to pass on to your daughters. Um, and you're 
also, you know, can feel good about the materials, can feel good about the, the sourcing of it. So that's really been the, the motor of all of this. And, you know, we focus on quality over quantity. So we know this is a slow process, but for us, it's going to be worth it because every part of it is being, we're invested on it 100%. Well, and, and you said a couple of really important things that you would have it and then you would pass it on to the next generation. But the wonderful part is that it already had a beautiful history to begin with, right? And, and, and so to me, it, it's more than just uh, a piece of jewelry. It is something that was loved by somebody else that got passed on and... Um, created a new life, if you will, and your designs. Tell them about some of the symbols behind that, because I also love when something has an extra meaning to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we pay really close attention to that. Um, our name, Verdana, is a um, combination of two Spanish words. Um, one of them is Ana, which is uh, the name Ana, and it's, you know, feminism and uh, grace. And the other one is Verde, which is green. And it's not only because of our, like, green component that, in, you know, we want to be sustainable, but it's also because nature and really going back to the roots. Um, so basically what we're trying to do is to bring out your feminine roots, you know, um, and within that, our logo, because our name is Verdana, starts with a V, our logo is also a V that is closed as a triangle. So the triangle, we chose it as an icon of ours because the triangle is has always been historically a, a symbol of, like a very meaning, meaningful symbol, right? And for different people has different meanings, right? For me personally, it's the Holy Trinity. I'm a Christian and, you know, the Holy Trinity is uh, it's a big part of my life. For other people, it's, you know, it's part of the, um, of, you know, a Jewish symbol. And, um, but universally also, triangles are known to, direct energy into the direction that they point to. So if you're wearing your triangle facing up, it's going, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's thought of, it, it drives, sorry, it slows the energy towards your, um, you know, your upper, your higher, you know, higher beings and, and, you know, sort of like your your brain your head you know that part of yourself and when it's pointing down it can bring out your intuition because it's facing to your gut right so it's it's bringing really that uh, inner part of you so that's why we chose that triangle because it's really also women related you know women have a strong intuition men do too but women are known for their intuition right and we want to really highlight that like trust your intuition you know go for that because you are, you, you know, you know, <laughs> deep inside, you already know. So trust that, right? So we use that triangle as a reminder of that. Um, the other icon that we have is the rose and the rose, you know, speaks for itself. I mean, the rose, again, it's symbolic in different cultures. Um, for me personally, the rose has always been um, related to Virgin Mary. Um, you know, when back home, we say when we can smell roses randomly, we say that Virgin Mary was passing by, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, but it's also um, 
a gift for, you know, I say a woman, but really any person, you give a rose, you're giving recognition, you know, you're giving honor, you're giving love, you know, so we really use that rose meaningfully. And it's all over our packaging and everything. We have flowers. And uh, again, it's really bringing out for women to remind themselves that it's all inside of them. You know, like you have the strength, you have the knowledge, you know, it's in you. So just trust yourself and you can get through whatever it is, you know? Wow, that is amazing. So I know this is not the only uh, thing that you have planned to do, but if you haven't checked out Verdana, um, Lucia's contact information will be in here. And so let's say, to somebody new to networking, whether they know people or not, what, what's a tip you can give when you walk into a room kind of full of strangers? What was something that you learned to do to approach or to chat or whatever? Well, first of all, uh, to show up, it's the most important thing. So I know I, a lot of times have doubted myself and doubted whether I should go to that room full of strangers or not, because what do I have to bring to that room full of strangers, right? But just show up and you will figure it out. That's the main thing. But once you are already there, um, you know, just know that everyone has been there for the first time at some point, you know, and that you do have value to bring, even if it's just a light and fun conversation, you know, even if you're not an expert in the subject matter, you, you know, you are there and you do have something to, to bring. And just really don't, don't expect to go and, uh, you know, uh, break the room with like some, you know, fabulous uh, announcement or something. Just go to be there and to have a small conversation. And if that's your expectation, then at least you will, you know, you will, you will make yourself be there and just start with a hello, how are you, whatever, you know, and what are you drinking? What are you, you know, what brings you here? Um, just, you know, start with something, you know, and uh, the rest will come as you get more comfortable with, you know, with being in that kind of situation. Excellent. Excellent tips. So thanks so much for listening. It's Delene Allen pod, or with the podcast of Network equals net worth. And we've talked to Lucia Toker from Schmierda Restaurant and Verdana Jewelry. Any last minute words that you want to pass on to these folks? Thank you so much, Delene, for, for having me here. And uh, no, just words of encouragement for anyone that's trying, uh, looking to do something new. Excellent. And watch. You've got a story to tell, and I'd love to hear it. Thanks so much for listening. What you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes. Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story, too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram, and we'll keep the conversations going.